That's ticket green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That's ticket green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That's ticket green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. Way down in the jungle deep. Ain't no crowd out there to see y'all compete. Welcome to another illustrious episode of the High Flyers Wrestling Podcast. The Black Beams and Butthead is back, as you can see. Shenanigans galore already. Your boys, Don and Terry, are here to give you our AEW Dynamite recap. Before we get there, what's going on, brother? New nickname alert. You now call me the Black One-Winged Angel. The Black One-Winged Angel. That is a long name, fam. You have to say it all every time like a pink man slip back. I try to quest. No. I'm going to treat you like Seal and just say Seal. I'm just going to say what name? <laughs> so you're just going to say Black? Well, I'd be like Black Wing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ooh. Boom. See? That could be a cold villain name right there. That's your abbreviation name when you make yourself on 2K. <laughs> <laughs> Before I even get into any of the matches or just AEW Dynamite in general, bro, can we please appreciate Chris Jericho for the greatness that he is? Because him and Tony Schiavone... Well, Tony Schiavone's always there. But he joined Tony Schiavone on commentary this week. And, bruh, so, so freaking entertaining, bro. The man can do everything. Like, I'm, I'm just serious. I'm just convinced that he can do basically anything when it comes to professional wrestling, bro. Basically. You're a renaissance, man. And you can also tell, like, I mean, you can always tell Tony Schiavone always just having fun, but, like, I don't know, it just seemed like he was more, you know what I'm saying, loose, you know, this time with Chris Jericho, because even Chris Jericho was, like, I'm trying to figure out the name of the move, or, like, I was trying to figure out something to say, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's it, that's what I was looking for right there. <laughs> but it jumped off with your boy, Jake the Snake Roberts, cutting another promo on Cody, and, look, I'm saying the same thing I say every week. Jake the Snake is just awesome. He can still talk. You can hear all the cigarette smoke in his voice still, but he's healthy, and we appreciate that. And it was basically just to set up the fact that Lance Archer had another squash match, and he basically killed somebody else with the blackout. Now, you know how strong you got to be, bro, to do nah. a choke tall suplex. You say that like the blackout don't take a lot of strength. I mean that all. I mean yeah, obviously because you gotta hold them over your head and then yeah. I thought the squash match was well done because you know for people that don't really follow New Japan don't really know you know what Lance Archer's been out there doing. So you know it's a good way to showcase him until he probably end up beating Cody in the finals for the TNT Championship because I'm pretty sure that's the route that they're gonna go. And you know what's funny about this. Yesterday, I happened to go back and listen to a few of our earlier episodes. Don't ask me why. But it was the particular episode where we was talking about uh, Lance Hoyt 
aka Lance Archer, winning the IGWP US title. And now, who knows, we may may be talking about him being the first TNT champion. Because that would be a swerve, him beating Cody instead of Cody. I mean, we know he for sure, for sure, going to beat Cole Cabana. And Dustin. So, Cody has the the more shakier route to the finals than, than he does. True. Because Darby and Sammy both going to give him all he can handle. How did you feel? Well, look, I loved it personally. Your girl, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Oh, baby. Took on my girl, Sheeta. It was the battle of our babies, fam. Well, technically, that's Adam Cole. But you know what I'm saying, though. That's my baby, too. We just keep her at his house. The match... I would say the match probably started off a little slow, but once it like got going, fantastic work by both women. I want to say this was a good like seventeen to twenty minute match, and to go ahead and address why Terry was saying "po baby." Even more reason why the fact that it was amazing that it was a seventeen to twenty minute match was the fact that about ten, seven to ten minutes in. The poor baby got her nose busted open. Even Chris Jericho was on commentary like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely broke. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and honestly, considering that happened and, like, her continued the match and actually dominated the majority of the match after that, it it raised Dr. Britt Baker DMD stock even more than it already was. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, she ended up getting the win. And she has officially now won, I think it's eight out of the last nine matches that she's been in. It was a very well put together match. Both ladies' stock is already high. And honestly, I didn't think Britt Baker's stock could get any higher after this. But after the performance she put on with that broken nose and even the promo that she cut, you know what I'm saying, on Sheeta later on in the night, like, yeah, man. That's it's the reason why she's calling herself the number one <laughs> woman in AEW right now. So, yeah, man. Overall, how are you feeling about the opening contest? <laughs> I'm mad you're gonna call this the opening contest, not the squash match. But uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I hope my baby get her nose fixed because she was leaking all over the place. Shout out to her for, you know, being so thoughtful and, like, low-key a genius for asking the ref for his glove so she could apply the mandible claw. <laughs> hey, man, got to buy by all the rules. She's like, well, this is kind of nasty. I'm a doctor. I guess I can get the anti-blood gloves. <laughs> Let me get them OJs. <laughs> But even, you know what I'm saying, like, even, like I said, the promo that she cut, I died laughing because she was just, just like, she better be happy she didn't touch my teeth. But you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm a dentist. It didn't walk out. <laughs> huh. So you telling me you wouldn't go let, let Britt work on your teeth? Yeah. Whatever insurance I need to have, let me know. Cause I definitely thought about taking that trip to Florida just so I can go. 
get an autograph and let her work on my teeth at the same time. Bruh, I don't know about you, but the whole Kenny Omega, Nakazawa, and best friends interaction, before they even had they matched out, had me dying. Because for one, so does Orange Cassidy just live in people's bathrooms, bro? I think that's like his transportation portal. Because, you know, Nakazawa and Kenny Omega was talking, and then Nakazawa suggested that, you know, that since he is an EVP, he go ahead and change their names to the best friends since they actually are best friends. And then literally, bro, out of nowhere, Orange Cassidy came out the bathroom and just opened the door for your boys, you know, Chucky T and Trent. And basically, they match tonight was going to be whoever win, they get the name best friends. As far as the match went, you know what I'm saying? If you're not a fan of, like, comedic wrestling, you probably didn't like it. But honestly, I enjoyed every minute of the match. Even though, I would say it probably went on just a little bit too long. But I am happy that the best friends did end up getting the win. And your boy Orange Cassidy keeps multiple pairs of shades on him at all times. As you're supposed to. I just want to shout out the best friends theme music one time. Best friends, yeah. Awesomeness. So I'll just lump all these in together because we did kind of have like quite a few video packages, but you know, we had the hype Ooh, video. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I felt we like one the of them played twice. Well, I thought it was too, but it turned out it was like two different, two different parts that just broke it up. So we had John Moxley and Jake Hager, you know, the hype video for them. Like I said last week, the hype videos, you know, they they've sold me enough to where now I'm just ready for the match. Y'all didn't have to have like a two parter this week. Especially they, since Hager's wife is trash. Oh, my God, bro. He needs somebody to speak for him, bro. Like, Jake Hager does not need to speak for long periods of time. Neither does his wife. And I understand why they both married now, because both of them got the same type of bland personality. Especially when they were just like, nobody can do what he does. Nigga, went Bobby Lashley and Bellator and wrestled at the same time, too? Yep. And as much as much flack as we give Brock Lesnar, he definitely was wrestling and in the UFC. And he was a top guy in both of them. Simultaneously, so. So, like, I mean. Before yeah. his little big issue, he could literally have went back to the UFC at any point he wanted to. Oh, yeah. If he didn't get sick, you know what I'm saying, that, that could have... <laughs> That could have changed a lot. But, uh, yeah, man, as far as the video packages, though, for, you know, John Moxley and Jake Hager, how did you feel about them? I just need them to go ahead and have this match at this point. All right, y'all sold me on it. Don't, don't, don't burn me out before the match even happened with all these unnecessary-ass video packages. Mm. Yeah. I'm with you. And, you know, for me, I wasn't even really just into it at first. And now the video package just got me hyped. But I'm like, you don't risk 
me just being like, all right, I'm ready to get it over with now. Because what I don't want to happen is like, I mean, luckily they wrestle next week. Because what I didn't want to happen was basically how I felt about Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Like after a while, especially when they kept showing the same video package of Rhea Ripley over and over again, I was mm-hmm. like. But I will give them props though, because that hype video between Cody and Sean Spears though was very, very well done. It did a good, you know what I'm saying? It did a good job of like, you know, retelling the history of the chair shot from Fighter Fest, I want to say. Yep. And, you know, Sean Spears said he won't do it. You know, he'll he'll do it again. And then I think Cody had the best line. You know? Some people just don't get to the top. And some people it takes a long time. And for him it took what 15, 15 years to become an overnight sensation. So long story short, he's saying, hey, Sean Spears, if it took me 15 years. You ain't got no hope. <laughs> so, but my favorite promo of the night, though, your boy Matt Hardy, fam. I just don't Mess. understand why you just couldn't let this man be him in WWE events. Because I died laughing when he started talking about the inner circle, bro. He, he said Sammy Guevara was what, a, a fake Latino. <laughs> and he probably can't even speak Spanish. That should call pride and powerful, loud and devourable because he loves Puerto Rican food. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Vanguard One, fam. How are you feeling about this Matt Hardy promo, bro? It's fire. What? Dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, this promo was literally fire. The greatness of broken Matt Hardy. And I just wonder how long it's going to be before we get, you know, Senior Benjamin, Queen Rebecca. But I think she's pregnant again, so. Yeah, I think so. It may be a minute. Or she might have just had the baby. One of the two. Either way it go, we getting the whole the whole family just would be fantastic. And I'm intrigued to see what this elite deletion match is going to be looking like. Now Time out. So Reby had the baby back on December fourth, twenty nineteen, right? Right. I don't know what type of drugs they be doing over there at the Hardy compound, but I need them to chill. We have Maxwell, Wolfgang, and Bartholomew. Mm. Bartholomew. Barty, for short. Barty. Barty Hardy. The main event between Cody and Sean Spears, it was a good main event, but I'm not going to lie to you. You remember how when AEW first started and you, you was talking about the referees just kind of allowing stuff to happen? That should be a disqualification. Mm-hmm. This was the prime example of everything that she was talking about, bro, because although mm-hmm. I like the match, fam, I really do. And this like is literally my only complaint about the match, but Sean Spears suplex Cody on a guardrail. He threw him through a table, 
Pineapple Pete was holding Sean Spears while he was in the crowd. Shout out to Pineapple Pete. And then Cody was whipping him with his, you know what I'm saying, with his weight belt. And all of this took place in front of the referee, Aubrey, and she was just like, all right, cool. If that's the case, just make just just make all these no make all the tournament matches no disqualification in if you're gonna do that. Alright. Cody did end up winning after he pinned Sean Spears using the figure four leg lock, which I saw a lot of people complaining about that, but I was just like, you know, y'all stupid. Yeah. Only the reason why I was kind of like why is because he literally kicked out of two crossroads. That's not why I, I was like, why? I'm like, why? It's because he was still like wiggling on the ground. Because I mean, even kicking, even, but still, even kicking out of the crossroads, I could understand if you put him in the figure four and he quote unquote was already, okay. yeah, passed out, you know. But in this case, it's like you still wiggling, you hear her counting, you can't roll. A shoulder up, fam. <laughs> I mean, the pain was excruciating, fam. Maybe he had a concussion and the light was too bright. That's why he had his eyes closed. Possibly. But, yeah, I mean, that's... Honestly, that was my only problem with the match, is the fact that all of this was going on in front of Aubrey's face and she would just let it happen. She's like, I don't see it. I'm Ray Charles to the bullshit. Literally. Because she... And look, I'm off with just letting them... But after a while, though, you got to have some kind of structure. Yeah, even Chris Jericho... Well, even though Chris Jericho being Jericho. But even he was just like, you know, like... That should have been a disqualification. Like, even Tony Schiavone was like, yeah, it, it definitely should have been. So, but Cody did get the win. He will advance and he will take on the winner of Sammy Guevara and Darby and Allen, w- which... Yeah. I am looking forward to me personally. I wouldn't mind seeing Darby Allen win the TNT Championship. I'm but, you know more so on the Spanish guard side, but you know that's why we do this because we have different opinions. Exactly. So yeah, man. All all around though, I'll give this episode of AEW Dynamite a B plus. I mean, it was cool. It was. Video package heavy, but you know, you got me through. You got me through the week. Yeah, I I give us a solid B. I mean, the only real matches we had was Cody and Sean and Britton and Sheeta. Other than that, it was two squash matches in in Promo City. Yeah, and that's why I was like, you know, depending on how you. Just the Kenny Omega, you know, Nakazara versus best friends match. You know, I I know that matches like that not for everybody, so I could understand. Yeah, because I mean, here's here's the thing about that match, and it's low key disrespectful to a, a Kenny fan for Kenny to be doing some of this that they was doing, like the hand taste slide and some of the other. <laughs> Like, nah, fam, like, chill. Nah, we good. This is, Kenny is somebody who is literally one of the top wrestlers in the world. And to relegate him to doing this back alley crap, nah, we good on that. 
Well, they did so, kind of like do stuff like this over in Japan, though. So we in America. I mean, that's fine. And plus, this is America. This was their way of getting, you know, Michael Nakazawa on TV, right? And having a good match. Now, oh, oh but when Pac stuff. was backstage about to kill him, Kenny didn't care about Michael Nakazawa. I mean, he was too far away. He wasn't going to be able to catch him anyway. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> See, if it was you getting jumped backstage by Pac, I don't care if it was, you know, a 20-minute run. I'm still finna come. That's true. And vice versa, because I would too. But, you know, I, I don't know, man. We wired differently, you know. Maybe Keith. Maybe Kenny was just so shocked that he didn't know how to. He didn't know how to respond. Shame. Take us all home, sir. You can find us by going directly to hotflyerspodcast.com. Going anywhere you get your podcast, be it uh-huh. Apple Music, Spotify, Spreaker, Google, etc. By searching Hot Flyers Podcast. By searching Hot Flyers Podcast on Facebook or YouTube. Find us on Twitter at Podcast Flyers. Dom Twitter is at Freshly Snipe 21. Mine is at underscore Bobby Digital. And until next time, when we bring you our SmackDown Live recap, Rascal Way, Too Sweet. Top guys out. <laughs>